We are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Royal Grammar School on Guildford High Street, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Hello. (laughs) Oh, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Got my Bible? Ah, yes, Bibles. I have not gone for quite so many chapters of the Bible as Chris did last week. He went for two. No, was it two? Yeah, two. I've gone for one. It is quite a hardcore one as well, actually. So if you haven't got a Bible with you, um, pop your hand up. We've got some Bibles at the back. Um, it's, gonna, it's, a long, it's a long one, but it's going to be all right because I can jump around a bit and make it a bit more exciting. Actually, no, it's pretty exciting anyway. Um, yes, some more Bibles. If you don't own a Bible, um, feel free to write your name in the front of it. It's yours. You can keep it. It's a present from Hope Church to you. So, hello, I'm Rachel. Um, I've been coming along to Hope Church now for practically a year, uh, a long old time. I am a daughter of Father God. I am a follower of Jesus. I am empowered by his spirit. I also happen to be a wife, mother, and other few things. So uh, that's me. I'm going to take Will's watch. So I've got an hour, yeah? Is that that what we said? (laughs) Two, two hours. Ah, three. Here we go. Put that there. All day. Nah, I won't need that. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you've already been speaking to us. Thank you that your presence is here with us right now. And Lord, we just want to hear a bit more from you this morning. We want to be changed. We want to be transformed. We want to become more like you. Help me to say some good words to help my brothers and sisters along the way in that too. In Jesus' name, amen. Okie dokie. So, I want to talk to you about practical wholeheartedness. All right? This is hopefully my life. So I became a Christian when I was four. I was super blessed to grow up in a Christian house um, with a mum and dad who love God ever so much. And I have very early memories of my mum praying in tongues if ever I broke my, you know, hurt my knee or something. So I had a good start in life. Um, and I, I became a Christian one Easter. And I'd heard all about what Jesus had done for me and that he died for me because he loved me and that he'd risen from the dead. And I said to my mum, I want him to be my best friend. And from that day on, Jesus has been my best friend. So that was only a few years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been a Christian a jolly long time now. Um, and all that time, I have been just growing in my relationship with God. The more time I spent with him, hopefully the more I've become like him. And I remember as a teenager, here you go, guys. When I was a teen, I was told off by someone for clapping too loudly in church. <laughs> clapping in worship I wasn't just being annoying I just had too much of the the pastor talking it's like I'll get on with it I got told off for clapping too loudly because I was just so I just loved God so much I was so grateful to him for what he'd done in my life and I remember thinking then 
God, I never want to lose my passion for you. I never want um, to become boring. I never want to just stand up, sit down on a Sunday, and that's my walk with God. Um, so I've given, actually, there's several people here who have permission to shoot me, to shoot me if I ever lose my sparkle. And there are a few of them here today. So, uh, so if you hear it, if you hear that, you know what? No, <laughs> I never want to lose my sparkle. I always will want to be the woman of God, an elderly woman of God, who my, you know, four-year-old, my ten-year-old, my fifteen-year-old self would look at and think, "Yeah, you're doing all right, Rachel." You've not lost your passion. You've not lost your wholeheartedness for God. So this is my story. <laughs> I'm not perfect. My girls are sitting in today. They can tell you, all right? So <laughs> I'm by no means perfect. And I can't... So uh, confession. When I was preparing this talk, I had one day where I could not even focus on the Bible. There was a problem bugging me was really bugging me something that was just there in the front of my head I just could not work out and I it was just so there this problem that I could not even think about preparing this word I sat there with my bible for about an hour thinking I can't even I can't even look at the bible there's this problem do you want to know what the problem was it was the daily hurdle has anyone done the hurdle game no hurdle hurdle there is a, a like a, um, a music introduction quiz that you can do online one a day and I was like I know this song I know this song and I was like <laughs> I couldn't get it I was distracted from the word of God when I was preparing for a talk the first one I was doing in Hope Church by a music introductions quiz this is somebody who wants to be wholehearted for God so sometimes things get in our way don't they and we can't think sometimes it's our mind sometimes it's hurt and pain we've been the words we've had this morning it's almost as if God knew what was going to happen because you know sometimes it's chains that are binding us and we just cannot focus on how good God is or what he wants to say to us at that time because we've got other things in our mind I did get them out of my brain so it's okay and I did get the word of the, the name of the song right in the end, but I couldn't tell you what it is now. All right. So yes, I want to be a very old lady one day who is still passionately wholehearted for her saviour. So that's where I'm coming from today. So we've got a passage from the Bible to look at. It's a bit of a funny one. It's in 2 Chronicles 20. And when Chris first said about doing a talk, um, this was the one that God gave to me straight away. And I've asked him several times since then, are you sure? And he keeps saying yes. So, because it's a long one, okay? And I do apologise, but Chris did do two last week. Two he did last week. It's just one. Um, so, 2 Chronicles 20. And we're going to do the first part of it. A bit of background, okay? A bit of background for us all. This is about the people of God, the Israelites. The most important thing they had been asked by God to do was love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and strength, and to not worship any other gods. 
to be wholehearted for him. So that was the most important thing they had been asked to do. Then they had 40 years in a desert because they hadn't been wholehearted for God and had done their own thing. And then you've got this um, Chronicles and Kings are basically a catalogue of the kingdom once they had arrived in the promised land where they were going but got lost for the 40 years not following God. Okay, And there is an ebb and flow throughout Kings and Chronicles where some are going for God and some really aren't going for God. And it's a real mixture. This passage is about someone called Jehoshaphat. Guys, if you want to count how many times I say Jehoshaphat, that might be something fun to do. Um, or Also, you can count how many times I say wholehearted or wholeheartedness or something like that. That could also be something fun to do if you think at any time I become incredibly boring. Um, but that's so adults too, if you want to. Just don't do it on your hands like this and go, <laughs> then I know you're counting. Um, so this is about Jehoshaphat. He is the current king of Judah. He is David, King David's great, great, great grandson. Okay, so he's after David. He's before Josiah, who Chris spoke about last week, who was the 11th king. So this is about the fourth king. Okay, I think. Fourth or fifth. Josiah was 11th. Anyway. Okay, um, and he, Jehoshaphat, has made some duff decisions like many of the kings of Judah and Israel did, but he's also made some good decisions. Um, in chapter 19, we're told that he had just been encouraging Judah and, Israel and Jerusalem to fear the Lord, be faithful, and be wholehearted for God. So he's just literally been reminding them love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and don't worship anything else. Don't have your eyes taken away from God because you'll get lost so that's just been happening so here we go 2 Chronicles 20 verses 1 to 23 are you ready all right oh there's some funny names as well there's always some funny names in the Old Testament after this the Moabites and Ammonites and some of the Moonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It's already in Hazazon Tamar, that is En Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. 
verse 12. O God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. All the men of Judah and their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, and he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them, verse 17. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, for the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites, gosh, so many names, stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel. This is a bit I like because it means I can clap loudly when I'm a 15-year-old teenager. With a very loud voice! Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendour of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, so not when the army got their swords out, not when they started running and attacking people, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. We won't read verse 23. It's a bit bloody. <laughs> but as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people, and they were defeated. This is for me a passage which I have looked at so many times when I first read it and saw about how praise and worship sends the enemy fleeing I just loved it um, some of you will know I'm a bit of a worshipper um, my mum says when I was in the um, shopping trolley in Sainsbury's so I must have been under four to be sitting in the shopping trolley in Sainsbury's um, but I was singing at the top of my voice this is the day that the Lord has made so even from a little girly I've been wanting to worship this yeah it, it was this is a bade not the day but it was a bade so this this for me is a, pa a passage which you know things happen but actually there is a key in, in kind of being wholehearted for God despite what you're seeing around you. We cannot let what we see 
dictate who we think God is or what we think he might want to do in our lives. We cannot let that shape our theology of him. There are things in my life which still haven't been healed. There are unanswered prayers, as I'm sure most of us have unanswered prayers. But we cannot let that shape who we think God is or what he's able to do. Otherwise, you know, we just look at our feet, don't we? We can't, you know, we've got, he's amazing. God is amazing. He made the heavens and the earth. He made us. He loves us. He gave Jesus to come and make a way that we can have a relationship with Father God because he loves us. And like the prodigal son, when we aren't walking with him, God is wanting us to be in a relationship with him. It says in here that, um, verse, sorry, I've gone completely off piste. Um, can we have that Chronicles 16 verse 9 up? I think that's there somewhere, Sean, isn't it? I've, I've no idea how to find it with this thing. But that God was looking around the whole earth. What did I say? Sorry. Thank you, lovelies. Um, so Chronicles 16 verse 9 says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So even though I've still yet to see the answers to many prayers and full breakthrough and all these things, I know that the eyes of the Lord are on those whose hearts are fully committed to him, to strengthen them. That's kind of how I'm looking at this passage of 2 Chronicles 20, was that the Lord's eyes were looking for people who were committed to him. And the Israelites did some things, sorry, Judah wasn't Israelites, they were in the northern kingdom by this point, sorry. Uh uh Um, But he was looking for people whose eyes were fully on him wholehearted. So let's just run through a few things that Jehoshaphat encouraged the people to do. And these are things that I feel that we can do to help us become more wholehearted, but also when we do them, we become more wholehearted. So it's like a circle thing, yeah, like Chris has shown us before. Because we do something, we then want to do something more. Does that does that make sense? So this isn't a, if you don't do it, this won't happen. This is a, be wholehearted, then you'll want to be more wholehearted. Yeah, does that make sense? So the things they did, they inquired of the Lord. This is verses 3 and 12. Now this, this they were, it wasn't just a, oh God, what shall we do? This wasn't, it wasn't like that. This was a, a, practical, a practical thing. They were farmers at the time probably. And this, the word seek here in this passage is the same as trampling on grains of wheat and then finding the, um, the grain and then you've got what you want there so this was a practical thing this isn't just that God it would be really nice if you could tell me this was that I'm seeking your face on this one God even though it's hard I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find it there's got to be the truth in here somewhere yeah and then get rid of all the um, the chaff so God I want your grains of wisdom I don't want any of my own blow away the chaff so that's one way of listening to God so when we wanted to hear God's voice on something ask him to give you the gems and blow away anything that isn't um, from him 
That's so they were inquiring of the Lord. I love verse 12. This is pretty much my, my last couple of years. Uh, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do with certain situations in our life at the moment, but my eyes are on you. There's so much I don't understand of what we've gone through as a family the last couple of years. I don't know what to do, God, but my eyes are on you. Um, so this is quite often my prayer. Um, another thing they did was fasting. And interestingly, this wasn't an individual fast. This was for all of the people, even the little, you know, it was really interesting. Um, and there's a whole sort of preaching series on fasting. So if, if you think that something has become more important to you than God, then I encourage you to fast, to find out what it is, or fast the thing that's become more important to you. If it's this, <laughs> then fast that. If it's that, then fast that. If it's this, then fast that. Uh, maybe I'll to fast chocolate. Oh, bother. <laughs> um, but yeah. So and when you do that, it's all part of seeking the Lord. When you've got rid of the thing that's distracting you, you can seek his face easier. Um, verses 4 and 13 they all came together um, this wasn't just a quick hop in the car park in a school car park with a man in a high-vis vest and a crazy Australian hat today um, walk a couple hundred metres down meet in a school hall kind of a thing there were no fancy walking boots um, there was no you know this was a sacrifice for the, all of the people of Judah and Jerusalem to come together everyone came even the babes in arms and this was a sacrificial thing coming together um, sometimes it's hard to meet with other believers isn't it you know it, sometimes it is hard um, but I've been a Christian for so long now that I've seen many people over the years kind of say actually I don't want to meet with other people at the moment I, you know it's okay I'll carry on my walk with God and I've just seen them over the months drift further and further away from God as well at the same time so I just want to encourage you lovely brothers and sisters even if it is sometimes really hard to meet with church family don't give up on doing it because unfortunately there is something in our DNA when we become Christians which means that we are better in a body than on our own um, it's not unfortunately it's just how it is and we need to be in community and we need to be with other people um, so yeah just what I've seen over the years don't give up going to church guys um, the wonderful thing about being part of a church is you see the full aspect of God's um, heart and you, it encourages you to be wholehearted because you can see people who have walked with God for even more years than I've walked with God and are able to praise him and worship him. Or you see people have a tremendous gift of intercession and you can see that aspect of God's character. Or they have a tremendous heart for justice and, they, and being wholehearted in justice. And you can think, oh yes, that is us on when we see in other people an aspect of God's character that encourages us to be more wholehearted in that area in our life as well um, prophecy you know all these things serving without being asked and without grumbling all these things are just so incredible um, verses um, five and nine talk about standing in his presence we're so blessed, guys, that we don't live in the Old Testament and have to travel to wherever the tabernacle or um, 
Ark of the Covenant is. We don't have to go to a tent or a courtyard or anything like that. When we become Christians, we have Holy Spirit in us, don't we? That is the presence of God in us every second of every day. So from the moment that we wake up until we lay our heads down, actually Holy Spirit can help us to sing about the goodness of God, even when we don't feel like it. And actually, our spirits don't go to sleep, I don't believe. And so actually, I don't know about you, sometimes I wake up and my spirit has been worshipping Jesus whilst I've been asleep. Because I wake up with a worship song in my brain, with my heart. And that, what a good start to the day that is. If you wake up and your, your spirit's already worshipping God, like you're off to a good start there, aren't you? Cool, here we go. Running this day. Holy Spirit is in us. We carry the presence of God. We, it helps us. He helps us to be wholehearted. He helps us to see pricks our conscience when we're letting something else take our eyes away from God. It might be, you know, maybe getting a bit cross with behaviour of people in the house. It might be um, a, a really horrible situation at work. It might be having to go to school when you don't want to go to school. It might be looking after someone who's poorly in your family. It's really hard. All these things we do, but we do it in the presence of God. God is with us. And so we can just turn our attention away from the problem and look at him. Again, I don't know what to do, God, but my eyes are on you. They prayed, and I love the way this models prayer in verses 6 to 9. It's like many of the Psalms. It's a mixture of faith. God, you are awesome and mighty. You are strong to deliver. You've done it before. You can do it again. Um, there's that aspect of it and then there's the earthly kind of thing what we see but the enemy is quite big actually God um, and I can't see a solution but then again it's fixing their eyes on him we will go where you go we will do what you go you do so that's a good model of prayer here I think um, there's lots of other ways of praying but this is good if there's a situation that you're facing um, which is tricky just come to come at it with faith Come at it with faith, knowing who he is, knowing that he is for us. Um, that's the way forward. And verses 15 and 18, they listen to prophecy. We've had some this morning, which is brilliant. We've had some words from God about the waterfall. So I hope those in Hope Church cling on to that and pray into that over the next months, okay? That's a good word for us this morning. Um, and prophecy, a whole other, you know, loads we can be said on that. Um, so I won't go into that, but prophecy, if that's something that's in your spirit, you're going, ooh, ooh, then just come and speak to someone about how to grow in that. Um, and I'm sure we'll be able to help you. Um, I've turned the page over twice. Okay, and then finally, I think, it's worship, isn't it? Is that, yes, worship. So this was the thing I think I wanted, I thought at the start was all God was going to speak to us about. But I just think it's amazing there's wholehearted worship modelled in this. Their whole bodies were affected. They were lying on the ground with their face on the earth. They were using a very loud voice. They were praising him, and the word here is halal, which is loud praise. So actually, James chose the songs this morning for us, and they were quite noisy ones, weren't they? But it, it's, it's allowed, guys. It's allowed. It's in the Bible. It's a loud noise. Um, yeah, and just yeah, sending in the worshippers first into battle. 
Um, now, I'm not suggesting if you're facing any problems that you ring up James. James, I've got a problem, mate. Could you just come and bring a worship team down? I think we need you to just worship. So it's the neighbours, they just won't be quiet. Um, so if you could just come down and uh, praise Jesus for us in the house, that'd be amazing. Thanks, bye. Um, we've already mentioned that we can all worship him, haven't we? And actually, having it not the usual setup this morning... I think it's been a really good model of how in our own homes we can just put a video on YouTube and just shut our eyes and worship God where we are. We don't need a band. I've even worshipped God whilst emptying the dishwasher once and felt God's presence probably one of the most powerful times ever whilst emptying a dishwasher. We carry the presence of God when we turn our attention to him and we say I'm here <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing but my eyes are on you then actually his presence can fall even in those times which is amazing isn't it the battlefield became a place of blessing there so verse 26 the battlefield became a place of blessing so whilst there was wholehearted worship going on which they'd been asked to do and they'd done all these things um the battle, which they didn't have to fight because the battle is the Lord's, not ours. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers. If people are offending us, um, then, you know, just there is something causing the offence. Don't look at the offender. Look at who is up here. The enemy wants to come and rob, steal, kill and destroy. And when we are, you know, when yeah, we've just got to be so careful, lovely brothers and sisters, not to let that happen. Um, but the, the place of battle became a place of blessing. There was a time I was leading worship and I'd done something to my back. It was really painful. Holding the guitar was just almost, you know, almost had tears in the eyes for pain rather than my usual God so amazing tears. Um, but I had chosen to worship Him regardless. Um, and just look to him um, I got home from church afterwards and realised at some point in the worship my back pain had been healed I couldn't tell you when it was because I stopped looking at it yeah. looked to God and the problem went yeah. yeah the place of battle so the leading worship was a battle that morning became a place of blessing there are so many things we can do. You know, I've gone through them, the seven things there. There are other things we can do to build us up, to be more wholehearted for our wonderful God, our wonderful Saviour. There's so many things we can do. Um, the eyes of the Lord are searching the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Sometimes situations don't change, do they? Rubbish still happens. But the strength of God is what keeps us going. Like Tina, you know, Tino said as well, that song, The Goodness of God, oh my goodness, every time. He's been so faithful to me. He's given me peace when I thought, well, yeah, this last, last year, tremendous peace, supernatural peace, supernatural healing, supernatural breakthrough, 
There is so much we can't do in our own strength because we need our God to help us. And when we are feeling weak, that's when he just really can make us strong. I want to encourage you, lovely, lovely people here, that if you don't know Jesus yet, um, he, um, he gives peace when the situation doesn't seem like it can be there. And he gives such hope um, that there is a way through. Um, I encourage you, if you don't know him yet or you've not decided to follow him yet, I encourage you to do it because he's not let me down one day yet. He's not let me down yet. And for those of us that already are following him, be encouraged. Be encouraged. He will never let you down. He is always with you. He is faithful. Love him with all your heart. Love him with all your mind. Love him with every emotion you have, every thought you have, every part of your will that you have, because he's looking for that and he will strengthen us through that. Should we just pop the um, first of the songs on? So I just wanted to lead us through a, just a little response um, with one of the songs on in the background. So I just want to encourage us just to think through um, if there are any areas in our life where we aren't actually being wholehearted for him at the moment. So just we're not going to sing this as such at the moment, just a guided reflection. So if you want to shut your eyes and have a think, you can, or you can have your eyes open, that's fine. But Lord, we want to be wholehearted for you. Lord, we invite your searching gaze into our hearts. We invite you to examine us through and through and find anything that might be hidden in us. Show us where we are looking at the problems of life more than you. Show us if we're walking a path that isn't one where our eyes are on you. Show us if there is anything that we need to fast to renew our wholeheartedness for you. Show us if we've drawn away from the body of Christ and draw us back into it, Lord. Show us if we've drawn away from your presence and call us back to you. Show us if we're not bringing our days to you in prayer. Lord, I don't know what to do about a certain situation, but my eyes are on you. Show 
show me if I'm not worshipping you even in a struggle or battle or trial. Show me where I can be victorious in worship over a situation in my life. Lead us back to your glorious everlasting way, the path that brings us back to you. Lord, stir a passion in each one of us. Stir a wholeheartedness in us that will go on every day of our lives. That when we wake up in the morning until the time when we lay our heads down on our pillows at night, that we will know that we are in the presence of you. We want to love you more and more every day. We want to be more and more like you every day. And we know that you strengthen us when we are searching you, when we are seeking your face, when we are doing that. Lord, I pray that you will strengthen my brothers and sisters this morning. Thanks for listening. We meet on Sundays at 10am at the Royal Grammar School in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.